Do you, do y'all ever, uh, you know, I daydream a lot, not to the point of like, uh, uh, imbecility or anything. Is that a word you can still use? I'm, I'm not really sure, but, uh, <laughs> like, do you ever have this, this, this daydream where you go back and you kind of get reincarnated as yourself, but you have all of your current memories and knowledge and abilities, right? Oh yeah. And, and like, <laughs> Dude, I mean, am I the only one who thinks about that? Yeah, reincarnated where? Sort of like, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, no, where, are, where were we? Where are we? Well, okay, you're gonna, those, are, those are the, the sports books and and the Apple stock and now, now those <laughs> those are some details that I like to work out when I'm thinking about this, uh, Brandon. I often think about this when I can't go to sleep and I'm stressed out because it's like this entire world that I can go into and it kind of like tamps down anything I'm stressing out about and then I go to sleep eventually. But like, so the premise is okay. You are going to go back into your your past self, but it's like it will be your consciousness, right? Like your mind as it currently is, and then you just live. That's it. Now, okay. you asked the first question I considered, is this straight from being born or is this some years later? And I have thought in my head, you definitely want to be, let's say, three. So you're mobile. And you don't poop in your pants, and you can like talk, right? Okay. <laughs> because because like because like you don't want to have to live like two years like not being able to do anything. No one can understand you. You're constantly people are putting cream all over your privates all the time, and like you're pooping yourself, right? Like all right. But I'm gonna so you, go. I'm gonna I'm gonna add on here. I I would say middle school. Like I would want mm-hmm. to have all the knowledge, but I would not. I would think I'd want to start in middle school because. Even at three, I mean, you got a long road ahead of you. You got to like, if you're a fully functional adult mind, like you got kindergarten to get through. You got some, you got all yeah, of elementary. Yeah, I hear you. This I, would be, that would now, be brutal. Is, that would be a brutal me, long haul. I wouldn't call yeah. this a footnote, but that brings up another thing that I, I worry about in these scenarios is you'd have to be careful to not expose yourself as a relative to your age genius. Because exactly. then things would get complicated. That like, what, what was that? That would be nearly impossible. Right? You're into, you're into like some Philip K. Dick space where what what needs to happen is you know you're you're having this valus moment where you're like 1920 and your your brain splits in two and this other consciousness enters your mind and you you've granted all this awareness of everything around you. That's a little more plausible than hey I'm three and I know about you know Docker. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so that's the first, the first barrier is like, you can't, you can't allow yourself, whatever that eighties movie was with the robot kid who's like locked in a glass box because he's too smart. Like, so you gotta, you can't do that. Now, the, the, the third challenge that I often come up against is money, right? Like, it's hard for me to remember this, but when you're a kid, you have no fucking money. Right? <laughs> and, and if you're five, how are you going to make money? Right? Like, so mm-hmm. I think the Stock first tips. There's like the you you're gonna like if it's our lives you're gonna have to start mowing lawns, right? Well, I don't know, maybe yeah. shoveling snow in Brandon's like instance or yeah, catching in, crabs in, in or New something. England. Yeah. yeah, but but like you know there you can't be employed uh, legally, so you're gonna have to find one of these quasi job things to get revenue, right? And uh, and then your revenue you'd have to use some I, of your uh, superpowers, right? Like your adult superpowers to be like oh. I don't want to mow lawns. Maybe I'll just do some coding on the side or, uh, you know, sure. you know, some sure. kind of thing that you can maybe just show, um, high aptitude, but not like, you know, not getting into like the genius level, you know, cause that, that that's really perfect. where you want to be. You always, I actually yeah. think this is in life. Like you really never want to go into genius. You want to just stay high aptitude oh, or yeah. someone's like, Hey, we should just give that person a little extra work after school. Not like intervene in their life and like, oh, it looks like you need to like have a whole different life. Like, no, no, no. I'm just, yeah. I'm just good at this one thing. So just give me a little extra work. Yeah. That's all I really, oh, all yeah. I care about. You need GT, not Doogie Howser. Yeah, okay, yeah. You now, don't want, you don't, like genius doesn't seem to lead to like a good life. It seems to just lead to problems. Now, now this is the last, <laughs> the last thing. I, maybe we can revisit this because I, as you can tell, I spend a lot of time thinking about this, this scenario. The fourth thing is, and this is the fourth thing that I go back and forth is, do I want to engineer it so that I relive the same life? Or am I like, I already lived that life. I'm going to do a totally new life, right? So like, like, I mean, no offense to you two, but do I arrange it so that we still have a podcast 
right? Or oh. am I, or or am, or am I just you're, you're messing I, with, with the time, the, right? The or of time here, like, like like do I have to make sure that I went to the same schools and hung out with the same people? No, I think that and would got be boring. The, I think no, I think you'd want to go a different way. I, mean, I think you'd go in yeah, like a separate, yeah. an alternate, quote unquote, alternate timeline. Is the way you'd want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what I, the, in the past couple of months that's what I've come to is like. You just do because it starts off with thinking like, oh, I could have done this better and I could have done that. And if I knew that and then so you're living through the life and you're like, oh, and I got to make I really like those people. I got to make sure to meet them. But then to your point, Brandon, like or to put it in my words, like I was saying earlier, I'm just like, oh, no, I've already lived that life. Like, let's do something new. Right. Like nothing wrong with with that life over there. But I got this. I'm going to do something different now. But but all all your ability to to, you know, predict the future goes off the rails pretty fast if you start making, you know, substantially different choices. Oh, that's true. Early. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but at least like you have you have different capabilities. And and of course, you buy Apple and Microsoft stock. I mean, just right <laughs> off the bat. Like you start Are like you gonna buy, there's this bookseller in Seattle. Gonna yeah. I, I mean, I mean, once once you start getting revenue, you're like, "Mommy, I need a bank account." And you just build that up and you just like you're yeah. filling out. You fill. You figure out what cash flow you need for the week, and then the rest of it is you're just like buying that Apple. I mean, stock. I think you, if you get into like some sci-fi logic here, I think you know, kind of to to Matt raise the original question. Like as soon as soon as the moment is that you take future knowledge and apply it to your present world, you've changed the. You know, you've altered your. You sure, now are absolutely. on a different quote unquote yeah, horizon. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, so you might low. as well just be you more open with low. it. And like, I'm not even going to pretend to stay in the same path. I'm just going to go the same path. Yeah. I'm going to go a different path because yeah. I'm going a different path no matter what. Yeah. But, 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 but you keep, you know, you keep your, your E-Trade accounts on the down low and, you know, you're, you got some, some, you know, semi-private uh, bank yeah, accounts. Yeah. And it gets complicated. You can't let everybody know you're a super, super because you just want to, you just want to accumulate millions of dollars, not hundreds of millions. Billions. So you, you, Billions. You, know, you want to like stay below <laughs> Billions, the radar. But spread out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it gets complicated because like you're five, right? And and what are you gonna be? you're gonna be like? We need to open a Merrill Lynch account, and I would I have some ideas. Now, you know, I'm gonna revise my. Five. I'm gonna go back and say I actually think now maybe you don't want to start till like 17, like your yeah. graduation yeah. from high That's school. That's what I was talking about. Or, high school, college. But Brandon, like, Brandon, college. I don't. I think. Start, I, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. This is. I'm glad we're talking about this because I have not t- thought about this angle at all. If you start at 17. You've got 17 years of your previous life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's no, there, you don't have as much of a clean slate. Like, like you have a legacy that you've got to bring into bear and deal with. I think I'm okay with it. I think my, I think okay. I, had fairly, right. I think I had a fairly <laughs> clean slate at 17. Like, I don't. I mean, there were maybe some, you know, some questionable decisions, I mean, but there were no felonies. There's nothing. There was no permanent damage, so I could pick <laughs> up there and um and and clean it up. Okay. And, okay. And, and everybody yeah. be like, you know, oh, you know, Brandon went off to college and he's come back a different person. Yeah. Right? Exactly. yeah. It would be a natural place to jump off. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I want to be clear. There are no wrong answers in this scenario. <laughs> just, just like you know, idle discussion about how to how to appreciate the painting, so to speak. It's it's uh, all right. That's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna store this away for later tonight when I can't go to sleep, and uh, it's it's a yeah. new basis for for things. Hey everybody, it's me. Today's show is sponsored by StrongDM. Working from home, managing a gazillion SSH keys, database passwords, and Kubernetes certs? Meet StrongDM. Manage and audit access to servers, databases, and Kubernetes clusters, no matter where your employees are. With StrongDM, easily extend your identity provider to manage infrastructure access. Automate onboarding, offboarding, and moving people within roles with the click of a button. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi to manage access, you'll have more control and less hassle. StrongDM. Manage and audit remote access to infrastructure. Start your free 14-day trial at strongdm.com sdt, all uppercase. Again, that's strongdm.com sdt. No credit card required. And of course... We thank Strong DM for sponsoring our show. Well, uh, you know, I was reading up on this topic as I was giving my uh, daughter a bottle, and I was thinking, like, I am going to play one of the people in the political gab fest who's just like, can you explain the details of this to me? I think, I think I'm trying to think 
No, no. Even even the venerable John Dickerson has to do that every now and then. But each each three of them, each three of them, the three of them often have to rely on someone else to tell them what is going on. And I am going to be that person. Mm-hmm. I have right. read the coverage of the SSPL and I found a key quote that I'm interested in. But, you know, so once again, some open source company is like, oh, AWS and other people making money and not giving us any, you know, yeah. whatever constant problem. So Elastic uh, has switched over from the, tell me if y'all tell me if I get this wrong, from the Apache 2.0 license. Yep. The Apache 2.0 license, as I recall, has trademark and patent stuff in it. In my mind, there's GPL, don't fuck with that shit. Uh, MIT, do whatever the hell you want. And then Apache, which is kind of like, I don't know, something about trademarks. Right, like there's there's <laughs> there's like a slightly more complexity and control in Apache, but not that much at all. Right, right. like it's it's still very liberal. It's but, very, uh, yeah, very liberal, very business friendly. Yeah, yeah, and and so Elastic is using uh, the did they make up the SSPL server side? Uh, no, I mean the the thing is like everyone's knocking on Elastic is like they didn't do this first. It was Mongo Mon- who did it first, but sure, Which I think we covered at the time, so I should yeah know. yeah. But basically, uh, let me read the clause. It says, uh, blah, blah, blah. It, it says, I think I'm quoting uh, Tim Anderson at the register, uh, so it must be true. If you make the functionality of the program or a modified version available to third parties as a service, you must make the, and this is capitalized, which we could spend a long time talking about the choice to, ca- the, to capitalize <laughs> this. The service source code no more capitalization. So we're out of the proper noun of service source code available via network download to it, to everyone at no charge. Now they go on to define um, in, in GPL terms, what that, what that goes to. And it's basically like the code itself, the stuff to manage it, the stuff to configure it, the stuff to run it, the stuff to monitor it. But basically I think the intent of this clause is that if you run, use the software to run uh, a, a SaaS version of it, a hosted version of it, a cloud, uh, you have to open source, let's, let's be kind in our categorization, you have to open source all of the code related to that SKU, related to that right. product. So in this case, if it's uh, some public cloud provider, let's say Amazon, uh, who is running a version of Elastic that they charge for. What what this license is trying to say is now you need to open source all of the code you wrote to support this business. Maybe you don't need to open source EC2. Uh, I, I, I assume. <laughs> right, right. I mean, this, the, is where, the, this is where the definition of what linking in GPL2 well, like, and, versions get and I, and I don't get why this is substantially different from the Afero GPL, the AGPL. The one that says, you know, hey, it's all GPL, and if you run it as a SaaS, you have to GPL that too. And, you know, because that was, that's, <clears throat> I don't understand why it's that different from that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a pharaoh doesn't care if you're making a profit or not. Now, right? the other, the other, the other, the other absurd, intriguing statement I want to throw out there is like, so what if AWS open source that stuff? Like, you'll have the code. Now you also need thirty billion dollars to build a computer, <laughs> right? Like, so it's 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 almost like it's almost like like remember when like you could get the source code for Windows, and it was like yeah, but so what, right? Well, like, we, like we used to work at a, a monitoring company that you know had customers with you know, millions of dollar contracts, and I remember that every customer had the the code escrow in their accounts in their contracts you know like and since i ran the builds i was like no one's ever going to build this this is almost you know i can barely build this and i know you know and i work here you know it's this is nuts so yeah good luck with that but it just seems like i don't know i just think it's this is gpl for amazon right that seems what the entire sspl thing is it's just like okay we're upset with aws we're gonna do this sspl the, when you read the the intent behind it, it seems like they they're trying to say this just applies to you know large cloud providers like AWS, and they want to make the distinction that it doesn't really apply to anyone else. But then, as you kind of see, <laughs> as the thread continues, a lot of the people that are using it in other ways feel like this license 
even if they say the intent isn't to like, you know, encroach beyond just the major cloud providers that it does. And so yeah, it creates yeah. a lot of risk. So that in turn creates a lot of frustration amongst other groups of people. So it's, you know, you look at this entire situation, you know, I think what is it? It Matt Ray's comment on a few episodes ago, right? You know, um, you, you can't, what is it? Something about like your customer, you can't compete with your customers or you can't make your customers. The well, enemy or something. You, your community, your community is not your competition. Yeah. Right. And that, so and if, if you've decided that, then, you know, then you're off on, you're off on the wrong track. Yeah. And I think, I think we can all agree that we would like people to make as much money as they possibly can. And, and, exactly. and when, when, uh, when, when there, when there are situations where, uh, people's, people's money is limited by, by systematic weirdness like this, like market architectures, then it is a bummer. Right. Like I'm not saying Elastic shouldn't be trying to get their money. Right. Everyone should be trying to get their money. It's just sort of like, huh? Yeah, it's sort of predictable. Unfortunate well, situation. Like, I think I, I do understand Well, I don't really agree with maybe the decisions here. Like, I understand the frustration that where Elastic is coming from. Like, I think, Matt, you know, you yeah. referenced some of our previous experience. It's like you're trying to build a business. You're trying to get it going. You see lots of people utilizing it and you know getting value from the software, and you're trying to find some way to build a sustainable business, right? And so, if you haven't thought it out through, right, you're back to your, you know, community's competition, and you kind of are in the middle of this, like you're trying to build a business, you've got headcount, you've got revenue projections, and you're, and you know, there's this this feeling. I think it is. It's like you feel like these people are out to get me. Like you feel like you're the good guy, right? You're the person that's put all the time and effort and built this great thing. And, you know, in, in your mind, you're thinking like, I'm not asking for much. I just want my business to be sustainable. And I want to meet these um, projections that I've set out, right. Or obligations rather that I've set out uh, to make. And so like, when you feel that way and you feel like, you know, someone's stopping you, like I understand the mindset that leads you down the road of like, well, we just have to change the licensing. Right. Cause I, I mean, certainly not the first company to run across this won't be the last. So I'm sympathetic to that feeling. I just think you know, the solution here is <laughs> well, is not um, probably the right way to go. Yeah, I mean, and 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 it's not like Elastic is some tiny struggling startup, right? They their their valuation is I think I saw four and a half billion, something right. like that. Um, you know, they're making you know forty percent quarterly growth. Uh, they're doing pretty well, and you know what they object to is you know somebody somebody bigger than them, you know, making money off of a project that Elastic didn't even start Elasticsearch. So right. it actually predates them as a company, which is why they don't have trademark control. You know, so, you know, that's a different issue, right? You know, maybe, maybe they should have just called their stuff something else. Yeah, they you know, maybe they should have right? called it like, mm -hmm. you know, Synthlastic and, you know, trademark that. And then, you know, anyone who wants to use Synthlastic's stack, you know, could have got, you know, could pay them for the, you know, the commercially supported stuff. And the rest of us, you know, chuckleheads who don't like paying for software could use Elastic. But so instead, they're like to, man, muddy in the in water here. both ways. And uh, I think you found this article. I don't know. Do you know this person? Is it Tomer Le uh, Levy here at logz.io? Have you... Uh, 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 I do not know. Okay. Well, we just have to, I'm going to give him uh, I, there's just some great, there's a, a link in the show notes here to the blog, but I will give you two quotes from him the, from the blog verbatim portraying elastic as a deprived and poor entity is ironic. Another way to put it is a multi-billion dollar corporation that is trying to brutally block competition, force community users to pay for elastic and fully monetize an ecosystem. So I was like, okay, that was the first punch. And the second one here, I like this one, the, kind of the haymaker here was, Quote, here's a piece of free advice for Elastic. Do you want to win against the competition? Why don't you develop a better cloud service? It is harder than changing license terms. True. But this will force innovation and will make sure we're all better providers while users get a better service. End quote. So I was like, I mean, it's hard to say it better than that. And so that's clearly, and that's, I guess I should say they have used Elasticsearch and they're using it as part of their offering, this, this company. Yep. And so they've gone, they're going the other way of like, we're just going to basically fork it or make it truly open source if you read the rest of their posts. So um, this is what you end up with, right? Now you've got AWS offering the service. You've got you know, well, some of I your mean, community... If, 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 forking out something new. It's like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like you're in a better place after done, doing all of this. No, I mean, I, 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 if you can't compete with a two pizza team, 
you know, as a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar startup, then you probably have other problems, right? There, <clears throat> Amazon is actually not that fast to innovate. They're a fast follower, right? And so obviously they're going to reap the benefits of whatever you do and, and your, you know, uh, open source Elasticsearch uh, offering. But, you know, there's the Elasticsearch engine doesn't need to be, you know, Elasticsearch and Cabana don't need to be, you know, the differentiator. The differentiator is the stuff you add on top of it. You can put tons of Kibana integrations, tons of adapters for, you know, getting data into Elasticsearch that don't have to be strictly open source. You know, that you could say, hey, oh, you know, you want to you integrate with Salesforce? Oh, we have a tool for you, right? And talk to our sales team. Oh, yeah, sure, there's this stuff over on GitHub, but we have one that we test and release to our channels ahead of, ahead of those releases. You can do lots of stuff on the periphery of this engine. The engine should not be a differentiator. I mean, that's that's the whole point of, Having an open source business model, you know, I mean, I know we've we've harped on that thing before, but like, if you want the benefits of open source, you don't, you don't shit where you eat, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you hit on it, right? I think you hit on all the points. And I think even if you believe, and so to your point, it's like, hey, we got to get more competitive. It's like, I don't think anybody at AWS, you know, when they see this license change, I don't think it bothers them at all. I don't think they care. No. Right, no. they'll either partner up with Log Z here, right, and be like, "Yeah, let's all well, make it they, open." They already have the the open distro for Elasticsearch, so they already made their split away. Yeah, right? so I mean, so I guess it's just like, what did what did this uh, ultimately? What did they win here? Right, they've created this other. I guess you win the opportunity to litigate more. I don't know, and so maybe you could go back and say <laughs> the trademark thing, which is like yet a whole nother set of issues. Right, do they even own the trademark? Who owns the trademark? You know, that's a whole nother thing because um, it wasn't super clean there, but. You're not going like, I don't think anyone looks at this like, oh, wow, now that they've made this change, they really are on much more solid financial footing exactly. and product. You just really made everyone extremely angry. So, you know, congratulations. Yeah, it's like, so now, you know, now you've enabled, you've enabled your your open source competition even more, right? Because now they have a flag to rally around, you know, they're. They've got the open distro for Elasticsearch already from Amazon. Now there's going to be a Cabana alternative. They'll probably, you know, call it, you know, Fork Fork Banner or something like that. Or I think I saw one called Banana. You know, so those will pick up Steam. Elastic and Cabana will get dropped from from you know the the various Linux distributions in favor of it. And you know, and then instead of people running, you know, MySQL, they'll be running Maria. It's this pattern has happened before. And you know what? MySQL's still making money for Oracle, but you know the community isn't around that product anymore, and so now they're just kind of off in the weeds. And so, when people go to make a new decision or a new choice, they say, "Oh, let's use MySQL," but they don't use MySQL; they use Maria. So, so before we close this out, we didn't cover this part, but and 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 I mean, I don't mean this in a jokey way, but what is it about this license change that has the community people so pissed off? Well, it, it, it just, it's such a nebulous anti-business, uh, not anti-business, anti-any other business besides Elastic license that if you're making any sort of commercial stuff on top of Elastic, you have to look uh, on top of Elasticsearch or Cabana, you have to think twice, you know, am I allowed to be doing this? Do I, you know, do, is this, this is now, that's why I tried to compare it to the, the AGPL. It's like, yeah. now you have to, you know, share your code to, for your commercial offerings that you've built on top of this Apache licensed project. You and, know, and that's so, the whole so, point of Apache is you don't and, have to make those concerns. And it's, it's only, it's only if you run it as a service, right? I mean, I haven't read the full license, but is that the yeah, but, but, thing? You know, run it as a service, but then, you know, some of the other places are like, if you're using Elastic inside of your commercial offerings, check with us for licensing. Right. And I think so, this okay, is, so uh, cover that as well. This is another good quote from that same blog post. So, um, and I think, you know, he makes the uh, point kind of pretty succinctly. If, if ordinary users take this license to the legal department, they will tell them it is clearly an unclear license that will impose additional risk. And then he goes on to say section 13 in the SSPL states, you know, enabling third parties to interact with the functionality, end quote. And he just kind of goes, and then it goes on and says, that's a broad definition, includes significant amount of use cases uh, for Elasticsearch. So, okay. so that's really where Elasticsearch sort of portrays it as we're really just going to prevent, you know, I, I don't, they say AWS, of course, they call it out, but I think implicit in that would be Google and Azure. And then I think they're sort of saying, well, that's it. But, 
you know, to the point here is like, well, this, it's just, it's unclear. And now you're having all this risk. So is your legal department yeah, going to sign yeah. off on that? And more importantly, do you as a company, if they've already made this choice to relicense it and reinterpret it, you know, are you going to tie yourself to that um, decision going forward? So, so, well, okay. uh, so, so I, I want to cover four community types. One, uh, other vendors and service providers, obviously they're pissed, right? Cause they're yep. like, I was relying on this thing and it was not part of my, um, my, um, what would we, we call it? We didn't budget for you guys. This is not part of my <laughs> OPEX to give you money. So you're fucking with me, right? Like yes. no matter what you may be saying, this is probably the log Z people's complaint, right? Is they're bundling it into exactly a exactly. service that they're using. And so they're like, Oh, now you want a piece? Like I got to pay you. So of course the dude's angry. Um, then, then two, we have, uh, let's call them, I don't even know if this exists, but just the non-monetary affiliated elastic community people, right? And they're just like the individuals. Yeah, they're All these little IT shops, big IT shops that throw up a cabana dashboard. Yeah, just just they're well, everywhere. Well, not not even not even commercial. That's another category. But they they're just individuals who like to work on it, right? Whatever, right now. Right now, they are probably pissed just because, like, if you like, you know, use the wrong case on anything in in a community like that, they get pissed off if if they're not <laughs> used to it, right? They just don't like change, which is cool. That's fine. It's like part of their identity. They don't want you to fuck with it, right? Like. I don't want all the people in my house touching my shit. Leave my shit alone, right? Like, yes. So then you've got two other communities. One, you have, let's call them the enterprise users who do not want to pay Elastic, right? And then right. you have enterprise users who will pay Elastic for whatever reason. So in this, so I understand the first two communities pissed off, uh, right? Like, yeah. and whether or not Amazon's pissed, I mean, Amazon doesn't care, as you were saying, they're fine. Amazon's already moved past this. Right, right. But then in this next two community, right, these are the ones that in theory, in the short term matter, maybe even the medium long term matter the most to Elastic, because they're the ones who actually give them money. Maybe there's part their partner things, but we'll just leave that off the table. So in this, this thing, I guess the question I would have is, so if I'm uh, if I own the search engine at Albert Hein and I use, I don't, I have no idea. And I use elastic. Am I pissed mm -hmm. off about this? Do I now feel like I need to pay elastic money or am I like, why am I wasting time on this? I'm like, if let's say I don't pay elastic money and right, I'm still I using, you, elastic. I think there's a two part answer. I think when at, uh, Albert, what was Albert Hein? Is that Albert Hein. Okay. Because, because, so in that because person, they do have, mm -hmm. a, they do have a service where right. I order groceries. Absolutely. Right? So I think when, um, they do their audit, right. Hopefully they're doing some kind of audit of what software they've included in and they take the license to the, the legal team say, Hey, is this an approved license at that moment? That's when that decision will be made. Right. If the legal team is like, listen, this is, uh, you know, this is unnecessary risk. We don't want to put this in here. We're uh, what is Oppenheim grocery? I don't even know what it is, but yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. we're a grocery store. We don't want to like get involved in these legal uh, uh, things. And this is also some, a level of risk that we don't want to carry in the company. So they just tell them like, you need to get rid of this. You can't use it. Or you have to go get budget to buy the license from elastic. Right. That would be yeah, the yeah. decision there. So um, now, because most of the time, right. As we know, like a lot of the licenses now at this point are like well understood in most legal teams, like if you take um, certain licenses and open source, they're just fine with it, right? They're just like, that's good. There's no argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this would be that new one. Now, eventually over time, could it be the case that this license is, you know, kind of accepted as like, yeah, this doesn't apply to us? Maybe, but that's a conversation that the IT manager at Albert Hines yeah, yeah. has to have with the legal department. And, you know, he didn't have to have that conversation two weeks ago. Right. He's just like, it's, yeah. It's, it's like the, uh, I mean, the GPL used to be like this before people, before, enterprises figured out that it was cool unless right. they shipped in, unless they made a product out of the code, which right. I guess could still be like, I mean, if you use GPL code in like a missile that then you sell to a government, do you have to like open source all of the code you used in the missile? No, but you do have to <laughs> only if any, you, any... only if you link to it. So if you don't program in C or a language <laughs> that links, you're totally cool. No open sourcing the missile code, right? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but to the original point, I just think, you know, I just come back, it comes back to like, it's not a settled thing today. It may be in the future, but yeah, it, it just comes risk. back to like, what did it's you, too much risk. back to, yeah, risk. And like, 
back to Elasticsearch here, like who, who did that help? Like does, does it help all the customers that were probably not going to pay you that were using the, just what you just said, using this internally or for like a, an online service that is vaguely, you know, familiar with something like this. It's like, you know, did you help anyone? Is anyone happy about this? You just made everyone's life a lot harder. Are you getting any more money from it? No. Are you getting, are you helping advantage? Are you helping your customers take advantage of your software? No. Right. Are you getting the goodwill of like, maybe that Albert Heinz person goes to another company and wants to use it again. Right. And what's he going to, he or she think, right. He's going to think, well, don't use this because the legal department at my last company gave me a hard time. So, I mean, you just kind of walk through all these things. It's like, like why is who's being helped here? Like, and if you can't identify that, you're probably in a bad situation. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I, I think there's probably there's probably going to be some short term gain for Elastic, uh, the company, but long term, it's like nobody's going to want to deal with them. And we, you know, they a lot of a lot of people have already switched to Open Distro for Elastic, uh, for Elasticsearch, and. You know, now we all have to do it for Cabana, um, and it's just strengthening the opposition. You know, it's like that fork is going to gain strength, and you know, Elastic is going to be you know the commercial version of Hudson, and the rest of us are going to you know go off and use Jenkins, um, and that's where we are today. All right. Well, hey. Well, first of all, uh, back in the states, there's a new president, so that's nice. Well, hopefully, hopefully uh, that shit will be boring and I can cancel my Washington Post subscription because I won't need it anymore. <laughs> Although I have to say... Jeff Bezos needs your money, man. I have to say that well, I, think, I think as these things go, I mean, everyone knows I enjoy the RSS readers, right? But I think, I think the Washington Post iOS app interface is far superior to the New York Times one. I, I, haven't, I haven't thought about this enough, but there's something about the way the Washington Post does it, that's like fits my brain a little better. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look into that. Now I also, I got a, uh, a trial subscription to the New Yorker. We'll see. I use the weeds discount. Oh, so get that man. I'm out on that one, but I want to hear so, more. Like so why is the Washington Post better? Supposedly they're going to send me a tote bag. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> why is the Washington Post one better? I, I yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to come back to you on that because like, this is, this is one of those feelings that I have that uh, oddly enough, I have no words to spew about, but like, oh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure that out. There's something. The utility of it is better. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. But so so that's that's good news. Uh, hopefully, you know things will be more boring. We'll see. I'm I'm waiting for the onslaught of people onslaught of people com- just complaining about everything, in a much more uh, sane, rational way. That'll be nice. But there's also been a little bit of blockchain news around and Bitcoin news. And so whenever I see uh, let's say two plus in stories about Bitcoin and blockchain. I, I always want to check in and see what's going on there. Now, I think one story I remember is someone lost their password and therefore they've lost a bunch of money for their Bitcoins or something, which I don't, I don't understand how that's allowed to happen. That seems like <laughs> that, that seems like uh, a flaw in the system, like a major, uh. a major design flaw. So that I think I think whoever that uh, it, what's the guy's name Sirachi Samachi whoever invented this this blockchain Satoshi 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 crushing it now Sirachi now we've all said it wrong it's definitely not it's definitely not a hot sauce listen listen I'm no cryptocurrency person but I'm just going to give a little little bit of advice might want to go back to the drawing board on that one right like if you can if you lose the key you can't unlock the thing sounds like problems for this kind of thing right like like you don't want to be like oh i lost the password for all the food that i just bought so now my family and i are going to starve to death but let's but pause that's for a second Kote. I, it seems so like i agree with you like the idea that like if you lost you know your bitcoin password all the money all the bitcoins are essentially inaccessible which is obviously a feature of the entire system right but like to me i have the hardest time getting over like how could like how could a system with that level of um punity if you will exist and gain widespread um uh, well, adoption right as we were talking beforehand right like just the idea that a relatively complicated password that can be changed that you have to like sometimes share with uh, a loved one for whatever reason that in itself is a very difficult problem. And that way you can always get the password. You can usually reset it. It's not like you're gone forever. 
Um, but I, I come back to what I always come back to on this is like, am I just suffering from like this Bitcoin envy? Right. Because it's like, well, I mean, they, I was around, all of us were around when the Bitcoins were like, you know, several cents and they were basically worthless. And now as of today, they're worth like $30,000 per coin. So people who have ridden this up have gotten extraordinarily wealthy. And so maybe I'm just like jealous. Maybe I just have the envy. It's like, well, I knew about it. I didn't do anything. I had plenty of opportunities <laughs> to buy this, but I just, but you, you, you still could. Oh, you got to get in while I'm it's only in. 30 If I wasn't 000? in at a few cents, I am out at 30, 30 grand for Bitcoin. <laughs> I, am, I, I, I missed the boat. But, I admit but, but it. But Brandon, the sky's the limit. These I, tulips I are going to grow. Come on. But the, the, these, are, these, are the, these are the two things I like to have my maybe annual, I don't know if it's semi or buy or I don't know, whatever that is, but my annual check-in on the blockchain slash Bitcoin. One, I, I like to check this. One, at a high level, all that blockchain does it says that two parties agreed that something happened, Correct. right? Like, yes. and, and it's some sort of mathematical, yeah. some yeah. sort of mathematical wizardry that once, once yeah. the blockchain does that, you can't undo it. Yes. And then there's some ancillary thing around it that you don't have to have a centralized database. But over the yeah. past few years, I remember discussing that, that like, that's sort of just like more of a norm than a technology yeah. thing, right? right? Distributed like, ledger. Distributed ledger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think but I like, want to say this though. I feel like we can retire blockchain discussion. Now that's different than Bitcoin. It's like okay. the blockchain oh, yeah, yeah. on its own at this point is like I just think it's completely useless. There's, I, you know, the use cases for this distributed ledger thing is like most of the time you just need a relational database with some right, good right. identity and, management. And, and, and so then, there's I, like I, nothing I, left I, to say well, about it, blockchain. It's it's just like Git. It's just like Git. People are like, oh, we've got this distributed version control system where everyone can share their patches across to each other, and we don't have to have a centralized repository. Right, right, right. And then right. you know what? Everything's on GitHub. But but the, but then I think the last <laughs> time we discussed this blockchain thing, the 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 meat problem, the person problem, is that if two parties have a dispute, you need a third party to resolve it. Like otherwise, the way that a two party system resolves a dispute is you metaphorically or literally kill the other one or subjugate them. Right. So it, even though two parties may have cryptographically agreed that a thing happened. If there's not a third party that can enforce that decision, it's meaningless, right? right? So now we need three parties. And if you've got three parties, why don't you just have them host a database for you and certify that a decision was made and you don't need the technology, hey. right? Like, <laughs> then, well, then, but then, I'm then, saying in a different way. I just think the idea of like a two-party immutable transaction in most cases is just not a good idea. Like human nature is to make a mistake, Right. And, you know, you're, you're talking about force, which is obviously the, you know, the, maybe the, the final uh, straw that anyone can go to, but, you know, b before that, hopefully, in, you know, we have like courts and there's uh, you know, arbitrage, you know, a, a way to place to go to settle disputes without violence. Right. And we could say like, I read the, like we we're talking about before, like I read the contract one way, you read it a different way. Um, I believe, or this, this transaction happened, but it actually turned out it was just a mistake. I entered an extra zero and the bank can be like, yeah, I see what you did there. Just That's roll happened. it back. Yeah. Um, all of these things, right. Seem like, like those to me are features of the financial system. The fact that like, yes, I can make a mistake or have a legitimate, um, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, problem with, or, you know, disagreement. And I have some recourse versus like, I've sent you this money. And that's it. Like it can never come back unless you or the receiver decide or, to give it to me back. I took your money. <laughs> <laughs> you put your money in my, you know, in my, uh, you know, magical, you know, coin, uh, Bitcoin bank. And, you know, once I have a critical mass, I'm like, Hey, uh, thanks. We're out of here. And, and then you have no you know recourse because, Oh, by the way, no government recognizes this as legal currency, and you know, we, you don't have any jurisdiction right. here anyway. Thanks, right. thanks well, for okay. your money. Now, now that's the second check-in. Is like, <laughs> is like, like, like. Okay, sure, fiat currency, blah blah blah. Right, but but there is like, there is no government that bakes that that backs this fake money called Bitcoin. Whereas like. The euro and the dollar, you've got governments that ba that back those fake currencies, right? They're all fake currencies. Like, it's not gold or whatever, right? right. Or, or I don't know, you know, cans of herring in a prison system or something. But, but isn't like, this where the Bitcoin people say they, that's a bug in their world? I think we're we're saying that's a feature. They're saying that's a bug. They're saying that like, 
the whole problem is that a government backs a fiat currency and therefore the government and then they always seem to always reference Argentina. I don't know what went down there, but I guess there was some <laughs> nationalizing of uh, accounts. And, and I think Greece is the other one. They talk about that. They're like, well, these countries and yes, that did happen. Right. So like if you had a, a, these bank accounts, you suddenly just had money taken from you. And so like that is a, I guess that is a problem. I'm not saying it isn't a problem, but I don't know. I've always kind of come back to like, don't you want like I don't know. I guess I maybe it's yeah, yeah, yeah. don't you want I, a government entity behind it? And if you don't, absolutely. I guess like what yeah. are you what are you asking for? And 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 I I think I think relating it back to uh the SSPL, right? Like it is I would have to go look up. I mean, I I guess from what you're saying, Matt Ray, their revenue is in the hundreds of millions a quarter or something like that, right? Yeah. Like so so that's actual money. But like you know, when it comes to especially startups and even early companies like that, that have a valuation. Like I always think, I mean, a valuation of a company is a lot closer to like Bitcoin than like a government backed fake currency, which is to say like maybe Elastic is valued at what, I don't even know, $5 billion, but it's not like they could ever just like tomorrow get that five billion dollars like they're only worth five billion dollars if someone gives them five billion dollars for the company now i'm not sophisticated you could say well when someone buys 0.079 percent they buy it at this which implies that it's worth that but it's sort of like yeah but like someone would you don't have the money until you have the money and so so similarly right like if bitcoin is like valued at and, and and also there's multiple Bitcoin currencies, so I never really know what we're talking about when we talk about Bitcoin. Well, the, others, the others aren't Bitcoin; they're just more speculative, you know. Right, right. Current, right. You know. For the purposes and, of here, there really just is one. I mean, that, for the most part, it's like, it is just for our discussion. There's just uh, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. The Dogecoin. other ones never made it. So. <laughs> and 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 I guess the most important thing I remember when Tim Bray blogged about this is that there was some ATM machine in Vancouver that you could go to and convert Bitcoin into cash. And and like, I guess once you can do that, then the important thing, like we're always advising startups to do is to cash out as soon as possible, right? Like what you wanna do is like, once that Bitcoin gets to a certain level, you gotta cash out because it's fake money. Well, right? I don't know, like, you, well, this is what I think though. Okay, so let's go that, that angle for a second. It's like, okay, maybe we're skeptical of the long-term value of Bitcoin. But, at the, but another way to look at this is like, what if you look at it as like, hey, we're just entering into a game of speculation, okay? That's all we're playing here. We're, and, Absolutely. And the game is simply this. is like, I'm going to hold, the only thing, the way to win the game is just to hold it long enough that somebody else next to me believes that it's either worth more than what I have it for, or they believe that somebody else believes that it's going to be worth more than what they're going to pay for it, right? So it's like, literally, sure, you sure. don't actually have to even believe it. You just have to say like, we're playing spec, and then- you get to this point that like, okay, institutional investors now are getting involved. So they have huge bank rolls and they're going to come in and they may just want to hold it for a long period of time. So therefore just simple supply and demand. Like if they're holding it for a long time and they're, I'm convinced that people are going to speculate on it. Like, should I just, you know, play the speculation game? Like, is it just like, do I even care if the underlying value actually exists? Well, and so I had this conversation with, with my son the other day and he was asking me what sort of companies I invest in. And I said, you know, my, my investment strategy is I, I, you know, my, my portfolio is heavy on SaaSes that have ARR. Cause I'm like, you know, they're busy, you know, they're going to make money back fairly fast. And he's like, have you invested in Tesla? <laughs> and I was like, hell no, because, you know, I, I think, Tesla's current valuation is they'd have to sell at, at, you know, last year's, the amount of cars they sold, they'd have to do that for the next 1600 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I cannot see their competition, not catching up with them and say the next 800 years. And so, you know, I, I just, I don't think that valuation's there. And, and then I kind of transitioned it to Bitcoin. I was like, so, you know, people are excited about Tesla. I'm excited about them. I think, you know, I think the world of some of their technology, I, you know, I'm excited about what they're changing, but as a business, the numbers seem kind of crazy. And at some point will probably implode, but at least there's a real company there. At least they're shipping half a million cars, right? That's something. When I look at Bitcoin, I'm like, you know what? If 
you know, everyone's been over the code again and again or whatever, but if there was a concerted attack against the code base or something, it evaporates. There is no there there. You know, there's just math, which is cool, but math, you know, it, it, there's there's no there there. And I can't I can't at some point say, well, at least when, you know, Bitcoin goes out of business, we can sell their real estate. You know, <laughs> you know, somebody's going to scoop up, you know, some private equity is going to be like, you know what, I'm going to take this Bitcoin company and sell it off for parts. There's nothing there. There is yeah. no there. It's just a shared hallucination of a place to store money. And I get the whole fiat currency thing. But you know what? The United States government is a there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing of like, of like, uh, like real money is like yeah if the governance the governments that back it shit the bed you're fucked but it's sort of like but you're not going to be fucked because money's worthless anymore it's just like it's because people are it's going to be mayhem right right? well i think that's i think where you go is like the whole point is like that is like the the you know quote best case or the case that you know Bitcoin, I guess, would be the the thing that existed was like, yeah, if you didn't have strong governments that could maintain currencies, then yes, I guess Bitcoin would be left. But then like, what does that world look like? And don't you have bigger problems? Right. So that always seems like a weird thing. It's like <laughs> at the end of this is like anarchy. If we, if there's anarchy, then Bitcoin is really valuable. That's like, well, I just don't think it matters. Like you already have so many other problems exactly. that like you're yeah. just going to you're just going to worry about your other problems. You're not going to worry about like, oh. Uh, and yeah, I, but I think yeah. the the part that is the hardest part for me to like conceptualize is like obviously when you get down to currencies like we only believe a dollar a dollar is only worth something because we all believe a dollar is worth something right so I get that part of the intellectual argument and it's like and behind it there's reasons that we apply to the government that we believe support it so as long as pe- there's enough people I guess that believe Bitcoin is valuable it will continue to be valuable and so maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. in 3 years from now when it's $60,000 a coin and and Matt Ray can replay the episode where I'm like I'm out I'm not getting it it's like I'm out. I guess I'm yeah. still not going to get it I'm still going to be like I don't get it man I don't want to I guess I'm just saying I don't want to play the speculation game I don't think I have any specific skills that let me like come to this game with an advantage right I just feel like I'm another sucker yeah, at the yeah. table yeah yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like if the uh, top ten currencies of the world like fell, or like even the euro or the dollar or you know the yen or the uh, I can't pronounce the Chinese one, right? Like, or even the ruble. Like, I don't know if electricity would work anymore. Right? Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> Who's paying for it? <laughs> you know? right. the, and all the electricity gets consumed by Bitcoin yeah. being mined. <laughs> yeah, and some people pointing out in the chat room, you know, it's like the other. That's another side of this whole argument is just simply that it requires actually um, a small country's worth of electricity to like do all the Bitcoin mining. So yeah, it is, yeah. It is actually quite um, expensive to uh, maintain it as a currency from a, a uh, I guess a electric and uh, greenhouse gas point of view. I mean, as Matt Ray and I will attest to, right? Like, if you want to fix the next major innovation in currency is to have the ease of uh, European banking transfers, right? Where we can we can pay our babysitter by taking a picture of a QR code using the Tiki system and everything. You know, we use our uh, face to authenticate. It's very, all that stuff. Uh, and there's no transaction fees and it's instant. You don't have to do this like whatever the fuck a Venmo is or some other bullshit. It's just like the banks do it, right? And then if you removed uh, international transfer uh, fees, like never mind, you know, of course you're going to trans, you're going to uh, like do currency conversion, right? But the, if you remove the fees, then you can instantaneously move money about freely in the world and like your problems are solved. Like that, that's like there's no... No problem, right? Like you, you could like every every minute you could move your entire fortune to another country instantly, or another currency currency instantly if you needed to, and like whatever. Like you don't need you don't need some third party stable, whatever currency to like move cash around as an instrument. And it seems like, I don't know, maybe that's a problem to solve. <laughs> Well, we already got transfer wise, right? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, that's, actually, that's my, the transfer wise is pretty no, close. No, no, no. 
that's my point is they charge a fee yeah right so there's a fee charge but and it, also yeah. it's pretty also small though you, at this point it's, it's the not other that problem big. is if, yeah, if, small, if you want to yeah. if you want to ch- transfer from the u.s you got to do like an ach or pay for a wire yeah. transfer and that takes a couple of days but my that's point is the us is broken yeah exactly and i have no idea i mean if i wanted to transfer money to and from vietnam i don't know how that works right, right. like but like is the transfer wise <laughs> with within within Europe, you just transfer money yeah. willy nilly, no problem, yeah. right? Like so, there's well, no. That's, there's that's nothing. Honestly, the net of what you're saying is like market. we just need to update the American ACH system, and that that's probably really, that's really what's going to destroy Bitcoin is when they finally like you know what we're going to yeah. get away from batch processing. Exactly. I finally solved the problem. Yes, is <laughs> it, is transfer wise. As soon as that drops, you know, because we're. You know, I'm I'm now paid in Australia, but before when I was paid in the U.S. and sending money to Australia, it was like, you know, for every like ten thousand I'd send over, it cost me like forty bucks. Right, right. You so know? that's and all that's, we really want. We just I mean, want it's, it's friction, but mm-hmm. you know, I didn't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and it, but the thing is, it kept dropping. You know, I, I, so I mean, I mean, but here, so there's this Norwegian lady who's lived here in the Netherlands forever, and every now and then, maybe once or a month or every two months. She has this cute little car that she parks at the end of the block, and uh, she sells pastries out of it. And you can pay her by just transferring money to her bank account, right? And there's awesome. no like, is there like no she, Venmo? She does... Do you not have to use Venmo or anything there? No, no yes. one knows what the oh, fuck wow. that is. Like, so it's like, only and, here in the and, U.S. where we have all these there, money there's, transfer. Yeah. There, there's no fee. Like, there's okay. no fee yeah, on no either fee. side. The no banks fee. are just yeah. now. On the other hand, you do have to have pay to have a bank account here. So oh, okay. no free there checking. is that, but it, All right. yeah, there's no, free, like they, that just doesn't, no one even knows what that is. Okay. And so like, so, but it's not that much. I mean, it's fine. Right. But, and so that's the thing is like, if I can buy uh, a, a, a tiny pastry from, uh, a, you know, a Norwegian expat, like you could do that everywhere. Like you yeah. just like MasterCard and Visa wouldn't need to exist. Like, it's just like, right. it's fine. Right. So and this is what we need to start a company. Then someone needs to start a company completely focused in on updating ACH in the US, and then they should short Bitcoin. <laughs> right. I mean, I talk about an investment thesis well, with no but, problem. But probably what happens is, is they get bought out by, by Chase or City or something like Visa. that. Visa and, seems to buy everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that, yeah, that's yeah. where it goes. And, and that, would be, that would be the ultimate anti innovators dilemma thing is if Visa or MasterCard were just like, fuck this shit. We're going to do it, right? Like, not not that they would, I have, I don't know what they would do, but not that they're going to destroy their business, but just, I mean, maybe yeah. the banks pay for it. But somehow, I mean, they could figure something out, right? And it would be I would be, think that, uh, though, if Bitcoin is the insane. reason um, everyone here, all the banks in the U.S. agreed to finally make uh, instant transfers available at no cost, I'd be like, oh, big win for Bitcoin then. I would, I'd take it. I'd be like, congratulations. But it won't be Bitcoin. It'll be like, you know, USA coin. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. But just like if they were the reason they finally did it, they're like, oh, okay, we're worried about this. And they did it. So, yeah. Well, and and the thing is, the US government's not going to let them do it because they need to control monetary policy so they can do things like kick, you know, keep Iran out of the banking system. Yeah. No, that seems like a big thing. So I think we should say uh, two I, things I'm in we favor say of here. that, preventing runs on banks. We should Love first that. say uh, we're, this is definitely not investment advice. So don't follow us. And if, <laughs> if you would like uh, proof of that, we are also – this is the same group of people that uh, generally was down on Snowflake uh, yes. during its IPO. And I don't know. Snowflake has gone up like, like I don't know, 1,000%. So um, – and of course, I was probably always uh, bearish on and on Bitcoin, and now it's I don't know, it's gone up a million percent. So, so there you go. There's all the reasons you should not follow any of the advice that we've given you uh, related to Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 buy orange juice futures. That's that's all I know. It's a bad idea. Uh, well, do we have any bureaucracy to go over? For this we do. Episode, we have a couple of things here um, from last week. Kote, you said you were searching for like a Goodreads uh, for like streaming kind of so. One recommendation came in was uh, Just Watch. It's uh, the streaming guide. Oh, so yes. It's a, uh, I guess it's an app, a website. You can go in there. And I, I was playing around with it. It comes from Colin. So I think it's pretty good. You know, you can definitely easier to find where things you may want to watch are streaming. I don't know about the whole discovery part of it. It's like, you know, it's just recommending movies I've already seen, but I seem to always have that problem. But uh, if you are out there looking for like a Goodreads type thing for streaming, it sounds like Just Watch is as good as anything I've seen. So, so, so I, I, I uh, that's a good reminder because I have that, and sometimes I remember to use it, and it is really good. Like it, I, I think it's keyed into my region. I need to check. You know, an ancillary thing. I think I've mentioned this before, but there's some service called Movies Anywhere. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I remember I had to wait till I was actually in the US to sign up for it because it's only US and then it like it'll sync your movies between Amazon and Apple basically and maybe other things which is just like I mean talk about crazy bitcoin stuff. I don't understand with all the weird licensing stuff that we have to deal with with IP like how that is possible. Yeah, I'll but just it give is. a huge thumbs up to movies anywhere. It is for participating studios. It's it is sort of magic. Uh, you buy a movie on one service, it's available in any service that you're like hooked up to it. So Amazon, Vudu, Apple, um, you know, I can't remember all the other ones, but yeah, it is. It's amazing. And also too, like, I, you think I, yourself, I just don't understand. Yeah. Even, even if you're like, well, I always use Apple for example, cause that's where I watch my movies, but then you go somewhere and like the TV only has like a weird Amazon, some weird interface and it has like only the Amazon app on it. And like, Oh great. Just log in there. And then all your movies are available. So uh, movies anywhere, huge, huge thumbs up for me. Really, but then, but then you have to enter like a sixty-four character password <laughs> into true. a hotel TV. Well, most of them have got to it. Most of the time, um, all I think, even Disney Plus, it's like most of the time you can now go to the website and do it on your phone. The activate thing, yeah. The yeah. activate. Ugh. They have generally when gotten they, when to they that. don't have that. I get mad. Yeah, so it when is. They don't have that. Um, I get mad. That's the moment you want to rip the TV off the wall. So yeah, so check yeah. out uh, the streaming. Uh, just watch the streaming guide from Colin. Uh, a couple stickers here. I sent to uh, some stickers to Levi in Quebec. I sent stickers to uh, Nelson in Angola. I had to work out the address there. I wasn't totally sure I sent that right. So I hope he gets it. And then I sent some uh, stickers to Kyle in Williamsburg, Virginia. And if you would like some stickers, just send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. And I will be happy to send you stickers anywhere in the world. In fact, I had to reload up on some international stamps. So they have nice new international stamps for uh, this year. Be happy to, uh, to use them and send you some stickers. So email us. So uh, we only have two conferences uh, to, to, to highlight. One of them is uh, DevOps Days Texas. I think they have their uh, CFP open until January 31st. I should make sure I, that's in 10 days. I don't know. I should uh, I should submit some paper to that. I always need ideas of things to submit. Basically, what I want is organizers to tell me, Kote, your talk has been accepted. Here's what we want you to do. Right. I think hey, I, I, I'm going to say it for you, Kote, your talk has been uh, accepted. It involves Nutella. Okay, please. Oh, okay. Uh, and for those that watch the uh, the Kote channel, you, you'll know why. So just get get it in there. Why Nutella is is like DevOps or something? That, or, this or reminds something me like when. That? When we're done recording, you two should remind me to tell you about the Nutella situation Ooh, that's going okay. on. Right. That'll be a good good mystery. But uh, And also, uh, we don't have the CFP open, but we have the, our, our Spring One uh, conference going on. It's going to be September 1st and 2nd. Just go to springone.io. You can check it out, and I'll, try, I'll be sure to tell you when the CFP is open. Uh, but start thinking about if you want to uh, submit some talk that's about like how we did the uh, digital transformation software development or also, like, it can just be, like, some nerdy-ass shit, like uh, monitoring or observability or containers or programming. We got all that stuff, too. But uh, I focus on the uh, the meatware stuff. And uh, I'm always looking out for uh, interesting talks. So we got a good Slack channel going on. If you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com, you can find the link to join that. Thanks to NoSSHJJ, it'll be automatic, uh, unlike some things. They still don't have automatic sign-in for Slack, do they? I guess you can integrate with the corporate SSO account, I think, because I didn't yeah. have to send a request for my, uh, my we, thing. We, we don't exactly have a software-defined talk uh, active directory yet. Yeah, we should look into that. Maybe Strong DM could help. <laughs> and we can hook it up to our teams. Yeah, there that'd be go. great. And, uh, you know, we're in Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and... and uh, all stuff. that stuff. You know, if you like little short form videos, you should go over to my Twitter account. I post a bunch of little tiny videos over there. I posted a really long one today about DevSecOps, which is not DevOpsSec. I don't really know why. Maybe that would be a good uh, DevSecOps Days Texas talk. Where, where, Where's the sec go? Why don't you need security from the start? So isn't it sec DevOps? I don't really maybe, know. Maybe it should be DevSecOpsSec. Sect of OpSect. It needs to be everywhere. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. And you also have to be able to say it without getting HR involved. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's very important. Uh, so with that, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, my recommendation comes from our uh, 
uh, Software Defined Talk Slack uh, in our Books, Film, Music channel. Uh, Ryan McLean made the recommendation of MF Doom X Tatsuro Yamashita, uh, which is like a, a mashup of MF Doom with a Japanese funk artist who I was unaware of, but uh, uh, I learned a lot um, reading through you know some of the stuff after listening to it. It was quite good, but it sent me down like the MF Doom remix uh mashup rabbit hole and so that's that's where i would recommend is is start there and just start looking at you know mf doom versus sade versus you know uh you know and, and, and there's just a whole bunch of them um you know because he, he put out uh vocal tracks and so people can you know mash them up into just about anything and everything and there's a lot of uh interesting ones out there mm. that's kind of like a, a interesting open source thing from the hip-hop world Although Absolutely. you, do you, when someone puts out tracks like that, don't you have to pay to use it eventually? What's what's uh, what's the deal with that? What's the culture with that kind of thing? <laughs> um, well, you know, there, there's the whole sampling culture is kind of encourages that sort of remix um, stuff, and then eventually it comes back to the artist as exposure. You know, the whole like mixtapes and. Um, I mean, there's a there's a long culture around that. Jeez, uh, what was that? I think it was like a Radio Lab or something uh, crossover with some other podcast I don't subscribe to, where they went into hip hop mixtape culture and how you know all these people were doing stuff for free and people were making free tapes and you know, but then these artists would explode into album sales and show up as number one on the charts despite you know never having been on the the radio and so. Uh, yeah, people are cool with it, as far as I could tell. Mm. Good to know. How about yourself, Brandon? Yeah, so just a couple more uh, moments of bureaucracy. One, uh, we should also say, hey, we stream. Every time we record this, we stream it. So uh, have a nice group here today. So if you're interested in that, follow us on Twitch. Also, uh, we do uh, a couple things we're thinking about. It's like we may do a webinar. We may try some webinars here in the upcoming year. So if you think you'd go to a webinar, you have topics for a webinar. I don't know. Let me know. Find us in the Slack and uh, we'll talk about it. And then uh, I've been um, helping out. People want to sponsor episodes. So if you want to sponsor something, I'll just say we've got a link in the show notes uh, and we've got all this stuff. So you can just send it to your demand gen people and we've got a rate card. We have all the things that help them. You don't have to do anything other than just recommend our podcast to be sponsored. And having said all that, my recommendation this week is really a repeat recommendation, I think, from Matt Ray. I finally made it through the second book of The Three-Body Problem. Uh, it's the dark forest is the second one, Matt, uh, as you may recall, said this was maybe his favorite. And so I will say it's pretty long and I was, I don't know, it's very complicated, uh, book. So in the middle I was, I kind of a little waned a little bit, but the ending closed out extremely well. I thought the ending was really, really good. Uh, so definitely I listened to an audiobook. It is a very complicated piece. I don't know, Matt, if you think or not, but it's like, you need to pay attention to what's going on. Uh, but yeah. I thought the ending was fantastic. Uh, strong clothes, so check out The Dark Forest if you're looking for something to, to read. Well, I, I have one piece of commentary and then just a straight-up recommendation. I don't know the answer to this. This is just an open-ended thing, but I have been putting a lot of thought into when you wear a long-sleeve shirt and then you put a T-shirt on top of that. And I don't really know what that is, but I did that the other day. And I got a weird look from a member in my family and it made me reconsider that like, I like, are you supposed to put the t-shirt underneath the long sleeve shirt? Like there's something like being from Texas, I don't understand layering clothes. Like I just, you know, that doesn't happen, but I feel like further up in the North and especially in the Midwest, there's probably a lot of theory and thought about long sleeve shirt with t-shirt on top of it. And I, I don't know what to do with that. And so I need, I need some input on like that thought process and what's going on with that. Cause I feel like, I feel like I might be like doing it wrong. Like related to that is the jean trucker jacket with the hoodie underneath, which has become its own thing. You can buy these jackets that look like they have a hoodie underneath, but actually it's just like sewn in. It's okay, not really yeah. even a hoodie. Right. And like, that's another thing that because of where I'm, you know, being a Texan, like I don't understand what's going on with that. Like that seems like a very like 
organic folk street fashion. Not even street fashion means something else. It seems like a very normal folk fashion that j just like people who do it wouldn't even think that it's a thing. And so these that that style of long sleeve shirt with t-shirt, I need I need some I need some analysis on that to figure out what's going on there. Uh, right. So my straight up recommendation is a uh, I've never read as far as I remember an Umberto Echo book, but they had a sale uh, over in Kindle Land a while ago. So I bought this one book of his called I can't pronounce Italian uh, Barolino, which uh, is the premise is there's some person in I don't know fourteen hundreds. Europe named Badalino. And uh, I don't know, you read it. And what I've realized is it's just a, um, what's the word for uh, Don Quixote? A, a, not a picadillo, but like, it's just like an episodic, like crazy story. If, if you liked the, that Baron Munchausen movie, uh, you would probably like this book. If you like, if you like Baron Munchausen with a little bit of like uh, complexity and intellectualism, like it's a good mixture of that. It's just a bunch of like absurd adventures. Uh, here and there. So uh, it's nice. It's a little lengthy. I'm on page 102 of 528, which I don't know. I don't know if I can take that much of it, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as always, this has been Software Defined Talk. If you if you want to find the show notes for this episode, links to what we've recommended, things we didn't even talk about, uh, and other things we did, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 282. Uh, we got all of our other episodes there. Uh, and lots of great interviews that mostly Brandon does uh, that are always nice. And uh, join our Slack channel. I don't know. All that stuff. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye. There's two two issues. One, uh, well, I mean, issue number zero is like, I, I mean, I guess this is a thing. Uh, and issue number one is like, I don't really know. I need to learn how to... I don't know how you would even do commentary on tasting Nutella. <laughs>